Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Up In Your Business, brought to you by your boys Mike and Mike here at Focus Forward Media. We are a media production company here in Rhode Island. Our office is in Pawtucket, and we create visual content for businesses. Uh, today's episode is super, 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 super exciting. Uh, it's an old friend of ours we met about a year ago, and um, his name is Matt Celeste. I'm not going to give away too many details, but that was a pretty killer interview. Yeah, his story's crazy. Um, it was even more exciting than I thought, and I learned a ton. And uh, he's still young. He, I mean, he's only 34. Uh, so anyway, before we head into the interview, um, you can follow us on Instagram at upinyourbizpod and uh, send us some messages, send us questions. Uh, if you want to be featured on the show, reach out to us and we will, we will chat. And right now it's about time for our segment pre-production where we bring up an article of current news, current events, whether it be uh, tech, pop culture, uh, pretty much any of that. And um, I'm going to take the reins on this one. <laughs> yeah, you let me go first last week, yeah. so you can have it. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> so this is all about Payless, the brand we all know and love. I've probably been to Payless a hundred times. I went a lot when I was a kid. And um, buy one, get one half off. Yeah. I mean, the shoes were like 20 bucks. My mom would make a killing there. We'd walk out with like 10 pairs of shoes. It would last us years. Um, <laughs> so uh, big news for Payless. They're about to close all of their U.S. stores. Peace. So goodbye, Payless. Uh, it's preparing for another bankruptcy. Um, I actually don't know about the last one, but I guess it was a couple years ago. And this is about to be the largest ever U.S. retail liquidation. So... Um, go get your, go get your shoes while you can for cheap. Cause they're not going to last long. They're closing all of their roughly 2,100 stores in the U S and Puerto Rico in what is likely to be the largest ever retail liquidation. Uh, and this comes less than two years after their previous bankruptcy. So it was not that long ago. I didn't know they were bankrupt because I still see the store in Providence. I mean, I feel like everybody just blames either millennials or Amazon. Yeah, it's millennials' fault or Amazon. Yeah, yeah it's one of the two. Sorry. Um, I'm not going to take the blame, but uh, I think that just says a lot about retail. Um, I mean, I, where do you buy your shoes? Uh, Off-Broadway shoes. No free ads. <laughs> uh, so you go to you actually go to a store? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I... I I don't trust myself picking yeah. out my own size. I like to try them on first. Yeah. All right. I fair enough. But um, I mean, uh, everything else that I buy is all off yeah. of the internet. Literally everything. You're like, hey, I'm gonna buy deodorant off Amazon. Do you need anything? I'm like, hey, deodorant. Come on. I bought dishwashing detergent the other day. Did off, you really? Off Amazon. Off Amazon. Yeah. Little You're ridiculous. Did you get the Amazon Basics brand? No, no, no. no. Cascade. Cascade. Okay. We're living high class over here. <laughs> um, I know for me personally, the last. Mm, three pairs of shoes I bought have all been offline. Um, and every maybe once in a while I buy a pair of shoes in the store, but the last three to four pairs of shoes I've had have been offline and I have no problem with that. So, um, retail is dying folks. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. All right, Mike, what do you got? Well, I got one that social media is in uproar. Yeah. Uh, it was a recent decision by the Academy of motion picture arts. Oh geez. That they will not show best cinematographer, Best editing or best hair and makeup live on the air during the Academy Awards. So um, they're going to go to commercial break. They're going to give these guys their awards. I don't even think they get to speak. And really? Then, yeah. And then they just, by, before they're back from commercial, they're going to need to be off the stage, moving on to the other things, you know. And social media is all crazy about it. And I was thinking about it at first. I was like, hey, how. 
there's no movie in history that, that isn't made without cinematography and editing. Yeah. Like, Are they dumb? Yeah. Like how there's no successful and nothing is successful unless you have that equation. That's what makes the whole movie. That's the, like, there's not a movie without the cinematography and there's not a movie without the editing. It's the fundamental process of making a fucking movie. That's, they just want all the glamorous things. Yeah. They'll probably have 14, you know, dance segments or who's oh singing what, God. you know, it's all a show now. It's not really. And what was the other one? Hair and makeup, uh, hair and makeup, which I mean, you know, scary movies any any yeah. any any fucking movie is gonna have that yeah. stuff in it, which i think is insane that's crazy so they would just want like best actress best actor they want like the people that i think people are going to recognize you know like the actors and actresses that have so like clout behind their name and stuff oh like that oh my god it's ridiculous. i mean they they did i was looking at um no film school because uh, they had a really good article on it yeah and they just said that the academy announced that they would be airing these four awards live on oscars.com but just not during the official broadcast it's ridiculous so, i mean I feel, I feel like it's them trying to crawl back but going back that's to the stupid. main point it's filmmaking that's that's how, how it's made yeah that's like trying to make ice cream without milk yeah, exactly i've never made ice cream before but i never have either i know there's milk in there yeah there's definitely <laughs> milk i understand coming from an angle of you know let's get the most noticeable faces most out views. there. They just want views. But what about all the people that dedicate years and years yeah. to all this stuff? And you're just going to throw actually that make out the, the movie. Yeah. Not to say that actors and actresses don't make the movie as well, because sometimes they play a major role, but it's be not, no, there's no story. There's no movie without yeah. the cinematography people and the editors. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, from our standpoint and what we do, that's a shot to the heart. Yeah. I, I mean, don't like it. Yeah. I wouldn't go on TV anyways. I'd turn them down. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> No. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of the bad news. Let's get into the good news with Matt Celeste. Uh, before we get into the interview, just a little plug. This interview is brought to you by Dev Hero. If you want to check out his work, he is a uh, local audio engineer and web developer here in Rhode Island. Dev-Hero.com. One more time. Dev-Hero.com. Go check him out. So today on the show, we have Matt Celeste. Uh, Matt, I don't really know like what uh your title would be because you've had so many i feel like so uh why don't you just introduce yourself and uh we'll go from there sure i mean uh i guess currently my main thing is blue flash photography so uh, that's been going for a while yep. uh, and we do a lot of weddings we do a little bit of commercial work yep. uh, we do photo cinema photo booths uplighting a little bit of web design cool uh, that's my main gig yep. um, i'd say my Actually, my more main gig is uh, father of three and uh, husband of one. Uh, so, <laughs> That's how it should be, right? Just one. Yeah, yeah, just one. Um, yeah, I got an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old, all boys. So that's definitely my fullest time job. But, oh uh, but yeah, Blue Flash my main thing. I had uh, Waffle. I had a restaurant um, yep. for about a year and just sold that off uh, within a month ago. So trying to simplify a little bit. <laughs> that was uh, Mike's favorite uh, restaurant ever, yeah. too. Still is, <laughs> but, you know, just... A little less, but, uh, and then but just one more surprise. I, yeah. This is more on the kind of download, but I also do real estate investing. Ooh. So that's my other secret job. Damn. I didn't know about that. Curveball. <laughs> We're going to have to get into that. Um, so my, so what I was going to say is, um, we actually met Matt. So producer Mike and I met Matt, um, almost a year ago, um, at waffle and we had just moved in just basically started the business a couple months before that. And, uh, we decided, Hey, let's like go make a couple free videos for all these businesses in our area. And 
see if we can kind of get our name out there. And I just started Googling all the businesses near us. And I was like, ooh, waffle. I was like, there's a waffle shop down the street. I was like, yo, maybe let's go do this. Like, that'd be kind of fun. And I was like, maybe we'll get a couple free waffles out of it. Yeah, I knew that's why you guys picked us. <laughs> that was definitely it. So uh, anyway, so we went down the street. We went to Waffle and um, reached out to them. And sure enough, Matt was the owner at the time. And uh, we did a little video for them. So that's how we met Matt. And you got free waffles. And we did get free waffles, sure enough. <laughs> they were the strawberry shortcake waffles. Strawberry right. shortcake. <laughs> I hope those come back in the spring. Do you think they'll keep that? I, I would hope so. Yeah. That was a good one. That was one of my favorites. So. Uh, anyway, so that's how we met Matt and, um, we've kind of stayed in touch ever since. And then when we started the podcast, I was like, damn, you know, Matt would be the perfect, perfect candidate for this. So, uh, super psyched to have you here, Matt. Um, I want to go just like real far back. So like, tell me about Matt Celeste, like growing up, where'd you grow up and like, what was your, kind of your childhood? Like, so I'm a typical Cranston resident, uh, okay. So I was born, well, I wasn't born in Cranston because there's no hospitals in Cranston, but <laughs> I was, uh, I lived in Cranston my whole life. I still do and wow. uh, mildly embarrassed to admit that, but, um, still there, um, 34 years later, we're trying to move, trying to get out of Cranston, but it's got that like force field stronghold when you grow up in Cranston, it's hard to Mike's parents live in Cranston. Well, you used to live in Cranston. Yeah, I actually live in Cranston right now, and yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Have you been there your whole life? No, no. I just moved in a couple months ago, Okay, but, uh. The whole like little tight knit community. You don't have to you it, it go is. two minutes down the road and anything's there. That's Can't right. It. Yeah, it's hard to leave. A lot of people don't. Um, it's a good little town. But uh, so yeah, I grew up in Cranston. Uh, went through all like public schools. I don't know how detailed you want to get. That's but fine. Yeah, I went go to ahead. Elementary, middle, and high yeah. school, Cranston West, and all that. And then yeah. uh, I went to URI for electrical engineering right out of Cranston West. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the four year thing over there. I got my bachelor's in engineering and a minor in physics. Uh, and then when I left there, I went right into working as an engineer for KBH Industries down in Middletown. Oh, I, I feel like I've heard of them. Yeah. I want to. I just want to point out that's just really interesting, uh, kind of like schooling experience and like background for your current like for like Blue Flash. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with like it. nothing, nothing at all. At all. Like nope. I would have never expected. I think I actually just learned that you went for electrical engineering like recently when I was digging up uh, some of your social profiles to like get some questions and. I was like, what the hell? Like electrical engineering? That makes no sense. Yeah, no, real nerdy stuff. <laughs> I was making circuit boards and writing code for the firm, uh, for the, for the boards and stuff like that. So yeah. it was a cool job. Um, Sounds cool. But, well, I guess we'll probably hit it later, how we went from engineering to photo. But Yeah, sure. So um, what happened after electrical engineering after, after college? I worked as an engineer for, I think it was about four years into it. I hadn't had a camera before that. And I just, I wanted to have a camera like a decent one, but it's kind of a cheapskate. And I didn't want to just spend like a thousand bucks on a right. camera just to have a camera. Of course. So I devised this plan to get a camera and uh, put ads on Craigslist for really cheap, like family shoots and stuff. Once I learned how to shoot just to make the money back to yeah. earn, earn camera. the camera. Yeah, and yeah. then I was going to walk away and I had a camera for free and all was good <laughs> and move on with my life. But I ended up doing the, I got the camera and I did the shoots and you know, I was learning and shooting at the same time. And I was making, I was like, I don't know, $50 a shoot, stuff like that. Um, cause I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Um, but I started making that money back and I finally hit the amount that I paid for the camera, but I started to really love it. Yeah. And, um, so that's what really got you into it. Like you had, that was it. I had no idea, no, getting into no, it, like, I w- no plan to do that. Wow. Were you uh self-taught? So were, yeah. you, were you like watching YouTube videos or anything like that? Or how did you teach yourself <laughs> just going out I, and doing it? I took two books out of the library about photography, like basic stuff and read them. And then I just practiced a lot. That's that wild. was kind of like hands-on is always a way to go. Yeah. yeah. And 
I mean, my early stuff was absolutely horrendous, as I'm sure you guys. Of course, are yeah, we always. Yeah. But you go through that weird period where, like, you know, you suck at first, <laughs> and then really quickly you're like, "I'm awesome at this," <laughs> but you still suck so yeah. bad. Because <laughs> then looking back, you look at that yes. period where you're like, "I'm better." You look back, and I'm like, "Damn, that that stuff sucks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then you get kicked back down. You're like, "All right, no, yeah. I suck, and I know it now." And then you can kind of like go on your journey yeah. up to being decent. It's like even uh, me with my videos. I'll go and look at a video I did two years ago where I thought it was the greatest thing yeah. in the world and now i'm like yeah. what the hell was i doing yeah <laughs> happens yeah. with everything i feel like if you write music or anything and you you think Probably. like your songs are good and then you look back a year or two and you're like that's that's terrible but that's yeah. a good thing right it shows progression yeah i guess so yeah it's a good definitely. way to look at it um so so all right so you buy this camera and now you yep. do all these little mini shoots and yeah i was just doing some shoots and then it kind of snowballed a little bit people would ask if i would do this type of shoot and this yeah. and this and then I was like, I'll put some ads on for different things and ended up shooting a wedding, real small scale. Wow. Um, I just kind of, how like, nervous were you? Like, uh, scary. I had, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't charging a lot. So yeah. I guess that's what you get when you do that. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> it was awesome experience. I went into it and, um, I guess I had, I had some beginner's luck. Like it came out fine. It wasn't, I wouldn't submit it to a magazine at right, this point right. in my life, but it, yeah. it went well enough where I was like, yeah, I'll give that another try. And my second wedding I did was for, for these really awesome people. They got married up in Boston area. Oh, wow. Um, and I went and I did the wedding. And that one, for the point I was at in my photo career, came out really good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that kind of gave me the springboard to just start putting those pictures up on a really lame website that I made that was just galleries, basically, and yeah. just to get the word out. And I, I just kind of picked up some more jobs like that and kind of was learning as I went. Then like I hit this thing where we had our first kid. Yeah. And I was working full time as an engineer. How old were you? Uh, first kid, eight years. I'm thirty four, twenty six. Oh, okay. I was like twenty five ish. Okay. Twenty six. Yep. Um and so things just were really busy in our lives because I had a full time job, like I said, and then I was trying to do the photo stuff and that was getting like more and more. And then yeah, we had a kid like comes along up. and oh, it was geez. our first kid, so that's like a big, big thing. deal. Yeah, and, like, of course. Um, so I kind of backed off and I was like, all right, it's enough of that. It was cool while it lasted. I'm just going to be an engineer and have a, have kids and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> so I kind of shelved it for a year or so okay. and then got interested in it again. It kind of like pulled me back in. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the details are kind of muddy at this point on the timeline, but that was yeah. roughly what happened. And I remember saying to my wife, Tara, I was like, I want to make a go of this, see if we can make a go of it, but we have to do it in a way that. Like I can't do these two things in parallel forever because it'll just I'll just burn out and yeah, and die when I'm course. 32. So um, I was like, you we have die. to kind of do like a, I didn't die. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do like a blitz on the photo stuff to see if we can ramp it up yeah. fast enough to the point where it's self-sustaining and yeah. I can quit engineering. Otherwise, yeah. we'll just I'll put the photo stuff away forever yeah. and just be an engineer. So right. kind of made a decision, and we were I had the advantage where I had a good job that was making decent money where I could take a chunk of it and say, all right, I'm going to pour a good amount of advertising dollars into photography gotcha. and yeah. see if we can get up to speed, like real fast, like kind of like just really aggressive. Yeah. So we did that. I gave it one year. And I said, all right, if, at the end of the year, if we have X weddings booked, I think it was like 20 or something like that yeah. at whatever the price was, then, you know, that'll be enough to survive and keep going. Jeez. And we got to the end of that year and had, I think like 30 ish booked. And so that's a lot. I was like, all right, that's it. You know, I, I, it helped that I decided ahead of time. I was right. like, if we hit this, then I'm going to quit. And, and you that's it. It. I have to do it. And yeah. I hit it. And I still was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't quit. But I was like, <laughs> no, I decided I have to. 
And then I did, I put my two weeks in, wow. which was, I think I actually, it was like a one month notice or something. And, um, how scary was it? Like, it was, uh, like we had, so uh, an old friend, uh, or a friend of ours who was the first guest, similar thing, but he stayed at his full-time job for like five years mm-hmm. and did photo work on the side. And he was working like 80, 90 hour a week. So like when he left, like, I feel like it was a bigger thing, but like, you know, like making all that consistent money, like every two weeks you have X amount coming in and it's like good money. Like, was that scary? Yeah, it was weird. I think I, there was definitely the, the scariness part of it, but on the flip side, um, by this point I had been for a while putting in, I'd wake up at five o'clock mm-hmm. and I'd work for two hours on the photo business, whether it be editing or just like web stuff or advertising, advertising yeah. emails, yeah. all that stuff. Gotcha. So I do that for two hours. Then I'd go into work, which was in Middletown. So I got a 45 minute drive. I go to work for eight ish hours yeah. and I got a 45 minute drive home, have dinner, put to bed my son. Yeah. Um, and then work for another two to three hours and then go to bed and do it again. And yeah. I was burning vacation days to shoot weddings. If they were like a Friday wedding and have to use a vacation day right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then weekends, regular weekends were usually wedding related stuff mm-hmm. or as any. So it had just gotten like crazy for so long that. It, you didn't yeah, have any more vacation basically. No, I was using my vacation to work at the yeah. photo job. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So by the time it came time to quit, yeah, it was scary, but it was also like looking forward to a relief from yeah, kind of the, I get the craziness. Because now you could kind of get back to like having some free time and where like you can just. Well, and I was really looking for, by this point, like I'm super psyched about growing this business. That's where I cool. was. And I was like, That's cool. I just felt like I was being held back by having a 40 plus hour a week job. Right. That I was like, if I can take all that time and put into this business, that'd be so awesome. So True. I think I was more excited than scared. Although like people around me, like my parents so oh, my yeah. mom was like you're gonna leave engineering to I do photography like, that's yeah. all anybody said to me was they couldn't get their head around leaving electrical engineering yeah to be a photographer um i get it which i can see that from the outside but yeah. like i knew that was where i wanted and needed to go so yeah. i just kind of did it damn so that was how long ago roughly uh i think four-ish years ago four oh wow okay. change years ago i think was when i quit i didn't think about that yeah, about five. Yeah. So five when years. you quit and uh, went full time with photography, did you have? Were you just by yourself? Were you hiring contractors for jobs, or did you have anyone helping you out? Um, by the time I quit, I had two second photographers that would second shoot for yeah. me, and I think around that time was when I I was building. I built a couple photo booths, and I had a guy help me out. Um, Thanks to that electrical the engineering, booth. right? Yeah, I, I built them <laughs> in my basement. That was a wow. fun project. Um, cool. But he was helping me out by taking those to jobs because at first with the photo booth, I was taking the photo booth and shooting the wedding. And, oh, um, man. I only did that a few times. And yeah. I was just like, you learn quickly. <laughs> like, this isn't going to work. So it was a pretty small skeleton crew at that point that I that I left. So when did Blue, that was Blue Flash started? When? Or while I was an engineer, I did. Okay. I came up with the name Blue Flash and it had gotcha. like, I mean, I literally a website that was just a bare, few bare links bones. to some galleries yeah. that was the very first one and then I, I made a handful over the years and developed them so gotcha. any uh, meaning behind the name um i didn't want it to be matt celeste photography gotcha. uh, for the purpose that even back at the very beginning i always knew that i didn't want to be the face of the company because i didn't want to be um cornered and not be able to have other photographers go out and shoot weddings yeah and then they feel like well i'm not getting matt and it's matt's right. photography so i'm kind of getting like the b-list person yeah. which wouldn't be the case but that's how it would be perceived yeah. right so i didn't want my name i knew that and then um the that's name smart was just like start. 
blue because it's my favorite color and flash because it has to do with photography and i thought it was short easy to spell and kind of memorable so it is a catchy name that was yeah. about it yeah. that's smart from the standpoint that you said there that that idea like i don't want my name tied to it for that like that's i don't know that's kind of interesting that you like had that vision right from the start i wish i had more vision to not tack photography onto the end because now we do video. We do other stuff, but that's okay. That's not as big of a deal yeah. as having to be Matt Celeste photographer. That's funny. Like, like that. you know, before we started the company, I was always kneeling videos. And then when I started doing photography for weddings, I was like, damn, well, I don't want people to think I only do video yeah. for weddings. Where like, I still, it wasn't as big of an issue as you said. How many weddings were you doing when out of, you know, nowhere you're like, hey, I'm going to open up a restaurant. <laughs> yeah so you know like let's hear about that because i'm really curious so we we signed the lease for the for waffle in november november 1 of 17 is when we got the keys yeah and that year i personally shot about 55 weddings that's more than one a week let's just clarify that because there's 52 <laughs> weeks in a year so just you are shooting more than one a and week that's skipping the winter time i'm taking it too so that's mostly were, focused yeah. on what, like summer and the there's fall. a lot of triple wedding weekends oh, so like pretty brutal but the thing was so you get november is like things start to calm down and mm -hmm. it happens to me each year i'm always like um you know i have so much time like it's off season yeah do something and that was kind of why I made the bad decision to start a restaurant when I have this <laughs> going on. Because I felt like, well, I got a plan. I got plan. My plan was to get the restaurant off the ground during the off season. Yeah. And then by the time April, May rolled around, it'd be self-sustaining enough to be able to walk away from it and have it run and then get back to what I normally did, which kind of happened. Um, but there's more detail on that. We can yeah that later, I guess. And so at this point now, all three kids are born? Yeah. That's crazy. Like three kids running this full-time wedding business and you're like, fuck it. Let's just open up a waffle restaurant. What, what did your wife say? Yeah. What was, I want to hear that. With this idea. So my wife is, I mean, she's about as good as it gets when it comes to this stuff. She's super supportive, which is, if Huge. she wasn't, it would just be like, we just fight all the time about yeah. stuff. But, yeah. but she's super cool about it. And we talked about it. I was like, listen, I want to do this. Um, and she was into it. Uh, not as much as me, but <laughs> she she like really loves the whole Providence food scene stuff oh, and all yeah. that. So to kind of like become a part of it was cool for her. But um, I was like, you know, this is this is gonna suck for the first however many sure. months. Like yeah. it's gonna be terrible. Of course, um, I'm not gonna really exist in her house <laughs> and stuff like that. And right. so we went into it knowing. Yeah, it was you're gonna prepared. Be like that. And you're she like, knew this is be crazy. it wasn't. I yeah. So um, she. And that's what happened. But she kind of like soldiered on and she basically single-handedly took care of the kids all the time and stuff. And yeah. It was a little rough, but um, we never had, to her credit, we never had any like blow-up fights about like, you're not here or any, you know, yeah. none of that stuff. She's right. awesome about that. That's cool. Um, what was like, what made you want to start it? Like, did you have like some kind of passion for the thing or for like cooking or making waffles or like a restaurant or... So I just, <laughs> there's a couple pieces of that story. So <laughs> one is that I, I've learned over the years that I have like, um, career ADD, I think that coupled along with, um, off season coming up. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to have some time. And then the other thing was I was, I had this hobby of making sourdough bread. Okay. Just kind of like this random thing. It was kind of therapeutic because it didn't require a computer. <laughs> and I just like was always, and I needed something offline to do. So yeah, sure. I kind of just randomly got into that and 
I don't know if you know anything about sourdough bread, but you have to have a starter. I know it tastes good. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> to make it, you have to have a starter, and you have to keep it alive. And a starter is just basically like flour and water. It's like a little bit of a loose dough that you've got to feed every day with more flour and water. Interesting. And if you don't use it, you have to toss it and keep feeding it, and there's like a lot of waste. So wow. I started using the starter to make just like breakfast for my kids. So you can use it to make like pancakes, waffles, whatever. Oh, okay. Whatever. Gotcha. And then uh, so one of those things was waffles, and then I just wanted to make them better, so I'm like googling waffle recipes and i came across liege waffles which i never had even heard of before yeah and i was like i'll give these a try so we made those and i was like well these are awesome and then i started thinking i was like these would be awesome in providence like there's nothing out there yep. like this and then um it kind of the career just, add kicked in yeah. <laughs> I was like, Tara, what do you think about starting a restaurant selling waffles? And she's like, uh. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how it developed. All those things kind of came together. I was looking for something to, to do, yeah. and that seemed to be like, I thought that was a really cool opportunity. And so how, like, you know, expectation before of like, oh, this would be really cool. Like, you had it for just about a year? Yeah. Um, what was like at the end of that year, you know, before what we're going to get into is selling it, but like during the year, like, how did you feel? Like, did you love it? Did you feel like it was so cool? Cause I did, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so, I wish I had the money. I would have probably bought it myself. I think my girlfriend, I told her, I was like, Oh my God. I said, Monica waffle is being sold. She's like, you want to buy it? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it, it was, uh, the beginning. I loved it. Like yeah. I loved, um, kind of like creating the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I love, doing the research to figure out how to do it, what to do. Yeah. Uh, and November and December and the little begin beginning of January was build out. And that was cool for me. I was there almost every day because yeah. I did, I did everything but the floor install and getting the place planted, cool. getting the place painted. Yeah. Um, so I built like a lot of the, the benches and the, the bar stool thing. And oh, just like cool. I did a ton of stuff in there that's myself awesome. and I like doing that kind of thing. So yeah. that was fun for me. Um, and it was also exciting because like as you're doing it, like you know, I'm building this, and we're gonna have a restaurant soon. And it's gonna yeah. be open. And it's just kind of like a cool. It's kind of all coming together. Cool, and yeah, you're seeing it. Yep. Um, and then by the time it opened, I was ready for it to open because I had felt like I had done enough work, and, <laughs> um, and that was also really exciting. And just to see like people come in the door. Yeah. And, how did the grand opening go? I don't. I was. I didn't know of it then. Oh. Come on, Mike. What kind of podcast is this? What is this? That's actually my computer ringing too. Yeah, it Damn sounds like computer. hangouts. Turn off my speakers. I like that. I like that meme that says when you have. I'm all, out of here. When you, <laughs> when you, yeah, when you have Apple devices podcast. and the whole the whole room starts ringing. Um, <laughs> my landlord, but uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he can wait. He can wait. So I didn't know about Waffle until after it opened, obviously. But so how did that go? Like the opening and you know that big announcement of making it, and then the grand opening. We, well, we had a couple friends and family nights. Uh, we did two of them prior to the grand opening just to kind of like Test get the out. kitchen working yep. and stuff, which was hugely important because we learned mm -hmm. some lessons real fast, things, stuff to change and stuff like that. Cool. But we, I, we ran into a snag. I think it was, I don't know if it was friends and family night. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was where uh, some blizzard came in on the original date we were supposed to plan. So we had to move oh, that. Geez. And then we had issues with the health department um, scheduling them to come in and get their inspection done and stuff like that. So things got bumped around a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. We ended up getting everything lined up. Grand opening happened January 26th and we had been kind of pumping it up on Instagram from the time we signed the lease. And, uh, we had, it was awesome. We had a huge turnout. Yeah. Um, people were there all night long. It was busy all night. And Sweet. that was a, like a really good start. 
You guys had a great location too. Yeah. Like right near Johnson and Wales, right downtown. I think the location probably helped out a lot too. Yeah. I mean, it's right in the heart of a lot of things. The only thing we always heard from everybody, which everybody knows that parking just sucks down there. Oh, I mean, you can't get around that. You know, people say that. And then the only other drawback was there's no public bathroom in that place because the bathroom is through the kitchen and health code will let you bring them through. So we get a lot of complaints about the parking. We got a lot of complaints about not having a bathroom. I'll tell you one thing. I never that. complained about either of those, and I never once thought to. So <laughs> That's just, also just Providence, I feel like. It's city uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I think we had people coming in from outside the city and right. not really used to that kind of thing. You know, right. you think restaurant, of course, is a bathroom, and of course, is a parking lot. But right. Whatever. Not, little, not minor stuff. Minor stuff. Yeah. Um, and so after the grand opening and, you know, maybe like, let's say like six months in, like how was everything going? And what was it like? I mean, you know, as we said, you have three kids. You have... A, another business blue flash photography which over is over 50 big <laughs> over 50 <laughs> weddings <laughs> just yeah. yourself how many does blue flash do like a year we're usually closer to 100 oh my god okay so almost 100 weddings a year and then you also have a restaurant so like what was going on so that was a tough time in my life <laughs> yeah i'm sure uh, probably not a lot of sleep going on yeah there. no and then the other the other piece that played into it was i have a um full-time studio manager for blue flash her name is Britt, mm-hmm. and she handles all the client interaction and all that kind of back-end so stuff helps. she had her first baby in february beginning of february so oh man she had her baby and then she kind of went on a maternity leave for a period of time yeah so what happened was waffle opened and i was basically living there i literally slept over one night because it didn't make sense to go home like it was it got crazy um and so I'm there all the time. If it was open, I was there. Yeah. Um, and I was there before and after open and close and all that stuff every single day. And um, then she had the baby and everything she did fell back on me. So now I have this thing where I'm working. I think it was a hundred and hundred. I was over a hundred hours a week at oh Waffle because of our hours. And then I was also scrambling to kind of like now I'm back in the the whole like client interaction thing for the Blue right. Flash and, and we're in booking season. And yeah. Um, so that got kind of crazy. And then of course a couple winter weddings sprinkled in that I had to go shoot. So sure. that was like, and your dad, the height of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think my kids forgot they had a dad for yeah. a while, which was kind Damn. of a bummer, but, um, that was the height of it. I mean, that yeah. was, that was crazy. I was like a zombie. I mean, people that I knew would come in to waffle and they'd be like, are you all right? Like, is yeah. everything okay? And I'm like, eh, that's wild. Not really. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that Brit having a baby wasn't in the plan when you were yeah. you were gonna buy waffle, you know, you didn't think all your responsibilities were gonna fall back onto you. Yeah, I also probably underestimated uh, the time commitment for opening the restaurant too a little bit. Right. But I mean, it was eventually I did start to duck out of waffle while it was open for like an hour. Mm-hmm. So I would go home at like four or five to have dinner with the kids and stuff. But yeah. I would end up I would literally fall asleep on the floor of my house for like a half an hour, eat something. Yeah give them a hug and then go back for the night shift and stuff. So it, it was pretty wild. Um, that's crazy. I, I don't looking back on it. I'm like, I don't know how I did it and yeah. I don't think I could ever do it again. But when in the moment you're like, listen, you just got to do what you got to do right, and make it all course. work. So yeah. I didn't really have a choice. Like, was, that, was that your motivation? You just didn't want to fail. You wanted to, well, I mean the only choice was do that or, walk away and shut it down a month after opening it yeah, because it was too much time. So like it, it, I didn't really feel like I even had an option at that point. Sure, okay. And I've always I'm been the kind of like personality where like I'll grind through pretty much anything for a period of time yeah. and I'll just do what has to be done. But I found waffle was the only thing that finally like got me to 
a breaking point that I didn't think I had, which was just like, it just got so crazy after like three, four months of, yeah. of sustaining that. Like it's just a combination, not enough sleep and doing nothing but being there. It's yeah. just like, it was crazy. And so then obviously flash forward six more months. Now we're basically at the end of the year and you put out a Facebook post and you decide, Hey, we're going to sell waffle. Like what, you know, I don't know. If, however much detail you want to go into, let's hear yeah. like what happened. And So it was doing really good. And then we hit uh, summertime. And that was when weddings kind of kicked back in. So mm-hmm. at that point, I had thankfully had the staff stabilized enough. I had some good people where I didn't have to be there all the time. Mm-hmm. And stuff was kind of run on its own, yeah. which was good because I had to go shoot weddings. So right. there was really no option there either. It was yeah. like it's either it, – it has to work or it has to work right without me all the time. So I was doing that and then, you know, weddings and then there's editing and then there's all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. more and more my time was pulled away from waffle and I kind of had to leave it on autopilot. Um, I was still involved and I was still there sometimes and, but that became less and less as far as physically being there. And I think what I saw happen, um, I think it's tough to run a restaurant and this is on my completely limited experience, but A restaurant that that's that's that young, um, especially I think needs to have an owner presence, uh, yeah. for the majority of the time. Yep. Uh, because you just can't control, kind of the what you want to have happen in that environment unless you're actually there all the time. Even right. if you have good people, um, which I had good people and stuff, but there's just something about like the place doesn't have enough inertia on its own for people to know what to always do and how to be because it's so that young. Makes sense. And so I think I saw. Uh, the place suffer a little bit because of that. And I also knew like I could never go back to the early days and being there that much. So I started to kind of grapple with like, well, what's the end game in this? Like, can I do this? Can I grind through this indefinitely? And the answer was like, no, I I can't because like, I just, it wasn't cool for the family and I didn't want to look back on it and be like, oh yeah, I had a restaurant. It was great. And I didn't really ever hang out with my kids or my wife or anything. So that was long term. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Long term wasn't, but I also kind of like, I still had faith in the concept and the model and stuff. I just felt like I needed the right person that could be there and commit the time Mm -hmm. and and put the time and energy into it to make it work. So it seemed goofy for me to just hang on to it and have it just kind of hobble along for however long. Right. It need kind of like half ass almost like just have it go as it does. Yeah. So I wanted to see someone else take it who can do it and who wants to do it and, and hopefully thrive with it. And that's how I came to that. But it took me like, I started thinking about that probably like September, October. Okay. Um, probably more like September, but it was one of those, um, like the whole cut your losses thing, right? It's hard to do that. Like if you buy a stock and it starts to tank and you're like, I don't want to sell it because it might go back up kind of right. thing. Or like, or you've just already invested a certain amount of time and energy into something and you're like, well, if I let it go now, like I just wasted all that time and energy. Right. But, you know, I, I wrestled with that for a while and it was kind of the same thing when I left engineering and went into photography. It's like, well, I spent four years at URI getting a degree in this and I've right. spent seven years like Working. learning all this stuff in my career so far and I'm going to walk away and do photography, which is essentially trashing that whole engineering life. So that felt kind of wasteful to me. But, and so it, it, same thing for when I was selling the restaurant, it was like, yeah. you know, I spent like two and change, three months building it out and then yeah. living there for like m- however many months running it at the beginning. And it's like just to very quickly sell it off and walk away. It'd be gone. Yeah. Um, but I just eventually came to the conclusion, like that's what's best for everybody involved in right. the, in this situation. So I, I finally posted the post that you saw yeah. and then that was that. Wow. 
And so that was what, December? Yeah, I think I posted it early December. And how long did it take to find someone? I talked to a bunch of people, but it finally materialized, I think, toward the beginning of January. So it was roughly that's about a month. To, I feel like that's not that long. Is that? It felt like forever. But yeah, yeah. when I looked back sure. on it and saw the timeline, it, I realized it really wasn't that long. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what's normal for that kind of thing. I have I no idea. But, um, <laughs> I've never sold a restaurant. <laughs> it felt like a long time because during that period, it was a, a big unknown. It was like, does, is anybody going to come along and buy right. it? Like, Because I think you're looking for a really specific person in a yeah, certain like, place in their life people? or yeah i had meetings with people and stuff like that just to make sure what was the uh vetting process if you want to you don't you don't have to go into too much detail if you don't want to but how did you vet the right person to well i had a lot of conversation i had a lot of conversations with people that i realized right away wanted to buy it because they thought they were going to buy it and sit at home and like watch the money roll into their bank account. Yeah. And so those, that was that a flag for right me. Person, and right. I didn't want to even sell it to someone like that because I knew it wasn't going to be good for them and it wasn't going to be good for the shop because it would have just like folded because that's right. not what it needed. I mean, right. that was not that I was doing it in that attitude of like, I'm going to sit home and let the money roll in. But my involvement level was about similar to somebody that was going to do that. And I yeah. already knew that wasn't a working formula. So yeah. if it was going to work, you would have stayed with right. it. Right. If that's all it took, then yeah, yeah why would I have done that? that? Yeah. So I, I needed to find someone that was ready to get in there and, and like do it. Mm-hmm. So to find someone like that, who's at the right place in their life that yeah. they can make that kind of a change. Yeah. And, um, that was a really specific person. Cool. And so you found someone and they obviously fit the bill. Yeah, at, Facebook was awesome for putting it out there because it got a ton of shares. Yeah, and it reached people that I would have never reached. So that's how this woman, her name is Nikki. That's how she found me was through a share of a mutual connection that right, we had and right. stuff like that. And um, I knew like as soon as I talked to her, I was like, "This is definitely this is the person." Because Excellent. she was like super excited about it. She had all sorts of ideas of what she wanted to do and and all that kind of thing. It was very different than a lot of the other people I talked to about it. So. Um, then I was just hoping that everything would kind of pan out logistically and, and it ended up working. That's awesome. And so far, so, I mean, I've actually been since still a couple of times. <laughs> um, and I, I, everything tastes the same. Everything still is amazing. Uh, and so you sold everything. You gave them recipes and all the equipment. I saw and like the social media too, right? The social media. I transferred absolutely everything over wow. so that they could just pick it up from where it is and go with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, that's crazy for her to walk into that situation as well because you don't have to build the following again. You don't have to yep. worry about a recipe again. You're, you're getting everything. Yeah. No, I mean, I that and that was kind of like the biggest thing I was wrestling with was like I already did. Not that there's not any more hard work to do, but I did like the hardest. The yeah. startup was just like grueling. Yeah. And it's you got to figure everything out. There's the so name. many little things that you don't think about until you're in it and you're like, "Oh, shoot, that doesn't work. I got to do this instead." And, mm-hmm. "Oh, I shouldn't do that." And like all that stuff got ironed out. I had all the processes in place and like everything was there. And then to say like, oh, "I'm going to I'm thinking I'm going to sell now." That's what really felt like I'm yeah. just throwing out like all that effort. Right. Cuz you kind of like do all that expecting to be like, "All right, now I'm going to ride it for like 5-10 years or whatever it might be cuz I already did all that hard stuff." But right. I still don't regret selling it. Yeah. It, it had to be done. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like coming into that at that stage, if you're somebody that wants to run a restaurant, that is an awesome way to do it. Yeah. Like if I ever, not that I ever would touch a restaurant again, <laughs> but if I ever did, like that's the way I'd want to do it is like right. see something that looks pretty good and the person's ready to get out and you just kind of inherit it and then you yeah. put your mark on it versus kind of starting from scratch. The thought ever crossed your mind to maybe keep a percentage of Waffle even though you sold it? 
Yeah, I had a lot of people suggest that to me or hire someone to just completely run it for you and all that stuff. But I think what what happened was I got scarred so bad from that whole initial six months or so or nine months, whatever it was, of the startup that I kind of just think I needed a clean break. So if I even had a 1% stake still on it, now it's still partly my responsibility. Yeah, it's still yeah. something I have to You're think about. You're still thinking about it. it's in the back of your head no I'm matter st- what. Right, and I just, I really, my biggest thing I needed back from it was like the mental space. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's just because of my personality and the way that my brain works and stuff, but that was hugely important to me. Like it was just always there, yeah. and I had to get it out because. I it's had either all or nothing. Yeah. I get it. So I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to do anything partial. Now you're less, less one business. So now you have blue flash and your dad. And so how is life going now? Sustainable? A lot calmer. A yeah. A lot calmer. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to, um, getting, putting more time back into blue flash, uh, to kind of, it got neglected that year that we had the restaurant sure. because of brick, uh, hopping out for a little while with yep. her kid and me running the restaurant. Um, that wasn't the most ideal situation. So, you know, getting back on track there, um, and just making sure I'm not working all the time. So I'm yeah. just trying to do it, spend intentional time with the kids and stuff like that. So cool. it's been a lot. It, I mean, when I think about <laughs> this time of year, was it February? When yeah. I think about this time of year now versus this time of year, one year ago, yeah. it's just like a hundred percent polar yeah. opposite. Like the fact you had the time to come in here and do this yeah, today, this is like, like a under, year ago, that would no way, no way. <laughs> if you're like, yeah, I want to do a podcast, like I can't even, I can't talk to you. You're right like, now. yeah, maybe in a year. <laughs> so I'm actually curious a little bit about Blue Flash. So I've seen some of the work; it's amazing. I've seen the the crew of people. Um, what's that like? Like managing so many people and sort of maintaining like the kind of quality of work that comes through you. Like basically your vision and how do you put that? And what's it like managing that crew to do that? Um, that's a big question. Um, (laughs) I would say as far as like the quality of work aspect of it, um, I had done it on my own for quite a while before bringing other people on. So I was able to kind of establish the aesthetic that I wanted to have and all that stuff just by myself, which is easier than when you're trying to do it simultaneously with having other people. Of course. And, um, the first person I brought on was this girl, Jess. She now lives in Michigan, but she was my first lead shooter. That wasn't me, which was like a huge step for me to take because i was kind of like a control freak and sending somebody (laughs) else out to shoot a wedding for you yeah for the first time it's tough it's freaky right so um i know i brought her in i showed her all our stuff and she showed me all her stuff and i was like okay well it has to look kind of like this like it doesn't be identical but this is what we're going for yeah and that's kind of how we've always done it and um at this point thankfully we're kind of the point where like if somebody wants to come on board it's we have like yeah. a plethora of so many work to show them yeah. and be like, this is what we're going for. Can you Can closely you, match right. it? And that's kind of really it for, for the style wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have any uh, full-time employees or are they all contractors? Britt is full-time studio manager. Um, oh, yep. <clears throat> and then other than her, it's all people that it's on a per job basis. So like nobody's coming into an office for 40 hours yeah. a week. Right. Um, it's just, you know, Hey, we got four weddings this weekend. We need you to go shoot leave. We need you to do this and you do that. And then we all go out and we, we do it like a little. Do you guys longer. have an office? No. No. I you have think a. You will? I um No, because I, I have a studio it. space attached to the back of my house that I. Oh, okay. um, we had a, like a three season room that we weren't really using. So we had it converted to a, a regular room with heat and stuff like that. And it's got cool. a separate entrance. It's got a door that you don't have to go through the house to get to. So it's kind of like our that's hybrid nice. where that room is only used for. 
uh, client meetings yeah. and it's big enough to do headshots and small like talking head videos and stuff like that. So okay. that's our dedicated space nice. and the rent is zero. So that's kind of nice. Um, and it's really all we need um, because Weddings are obviously on location, right? And m- almost everything we do is on location, right? And then when aside we do, from that, you can edit wherever you want. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah, your, yeah. all your workers are remote. Everything's remote. Yeah. Brett works from her home. Yeah, uh, we do like video calls to connect and stuff like that, and we talk on Slack all day, and that's especially with technology nowadays. Like you, just, I don't. I mean, we have an office, and I think it's great, and it's definitely helpful. But if we didn't, I don't think it would be detrimental. I think there's something to be said for having a space like you guys have. This is an awesome space yeah. that we're in. Um, I feel like it's a, a big mindset thing. Like, I feel like it's awesome to walk into this. Yeah. And you probably feel a little bit more motivated and like, all right, I'm here to work. This is my job. I'm yeah. like, you know, this is cool. Because when I go into my little corner of one of the rooms in my house with my laptop, which is like my <laughs> my main work area, I yeah. have like a little desk and I do it. And it's fine. And I can get it done. Yeah. But there's definitely a mindset difference. I think there's a big advantage to having the office, but yeah. there's obviously also a cost it's something you have to like train your mind because before this we did work from home obviously, and um, you know as a freelancer like Mike and I before we started the business we were both freelancers so working from home uh, you know was a big adjustment. I used to work for a production company sometimes in college and like you said it's like a mindset like you go there and you're like all right time to work, whereas like you're at home like. There's some uh, self control you have to have because it's like maybe I get a game of Madden in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lunch break, maybe three hours today. You know, uh, so it's definitely something you train your mind. But uh, yeah, and then the other working from home thing is when you have kids, um, <laughs> they don't always yeah, totally don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand that like you have a job, right? So they see dad home and they're like, "Dad, can we do this? Can I do this? Can we do this?" Yeah, which is cool, and I want to do that stuff, but yeah. um, that's a little bit of a tough balance too. Yeah. Cause then you're always saying like, no, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. Cause, and my oldest one, I'm, I'm like, just today I was like, as I'm like, you know, I have a job, right? Like the right. reason you eat food is because I have to, as, as I work. And so he's kind of starting to get it. But the younger ones, like my two year old has no idea. He just knows I'm right. in the house. So yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of a challenge. So sometimes I'll run away to like the library or something like that yeah. and just bring my laptop. Thankfully, like everything I do is really mobile. So it's yeah. not a big deal to just take off somewhere and yeah. get some stuff done. So uh, now it's 2019, you're one business and you're a dad. And so like, what's the plans for like the future of blue flash and like, how's things going with blue flash and like, what do you see like for the foreseeable future? So now that I have some time back, a lot of time back, I'm just really looking forward to getting back into blue flash and just refining some of the things that we've have been doing and Mm -hmm. improving, you know, client experiences and, and their whole progression through, uh, their blue flash interaction. Yep. And uh, we've got a few little services that we're thinking of adding and expanding with, you know, nothing major. We're not going to jump into like a whole nother sector, but sure. we have things that we want to round out our photo video offerings with and stuff nice. like that. So, you know, we're going to launch those. I just actually already uh, built and launched a brand new website for us over the past uh, month and a half or so. Yeah. It looks really good. Actually. Yeah, so, we, were, we were actually thank checking you. it out the yeah, other day. It awesome. It's unbelievable. So I'm really psyched about that because the website before that was the rebuild I did a couple of years prior. And mm-hmm. the goal of that build was to be mobile friendly and it still sucked on mobile when I was done. <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't have it in me to go back and like I'm do it again. Right now. So I like let it sit for a couple of years, but you know, we had a lot of people being like, you know, I can't find the, this on the site and it's tough to do on the phone. And I had heard it enough where I was like, yeah, I know you're all right. I just didn't feel like doing it. But 
so it's I a time like, commitment too to like totally redo a website yeah so. i mean i started over completely so but i'm really happy with this one i think um i like it a lot oh, hell yeah. and um, it's very mobile friendly it seems yeah it yeah and you can yeah there you go about yeah and I watched the, uh, I love the FAQ video, by the way. That's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> you got to watch that. It's really funny. It's everyone there answering like frequently asked questions. Yeah. So the new site, I'm really, yeah. I'm really pumped about that. Cause I think that was a hindrance for a lot of people. I think when people are looking for a vendor, um, and they open like six tabs on their phone and one of them is really hard to navigate, you're just yeah. going to get closed. Oh, so yeah. that was a long time overdue. And I was, I knew that, but I wasn't going to touch it while I was running waffle. There was no yeah. way. So that was something I was really anxious to get back to and fix cool. up. And so I feel like it's like a clean start. Or a clean restart. And yeah. I'm looking forward to doing all things like that. And so for one last time for everyone, you know, there might be some potential brides listening here. Do you still have 2019 dates available? We do have some 2019 right. dates available. Don't be shy. Definitely reach out. And Photography, we'll... video, and and the Blue Cube, which the is, I took me a while to get. I was like reading and it said like Blue Cube. And I'm like, what the hell is a Blue yeah, Cube? Yeah, that's our it's it's photo, a photo booth. booth. Cool. Um, We've got three of them now. They're all different iterations, but they're all... That's cool. It's no longer a cube and it's no longer blue, the new one, but it's still called the blue cube. <laughs> still the blue cube. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, that's amazing. Um, Matt, appreciate you coming in. Thanks a lot for doing this. Thanks for having me. It's fun. And for uh, people who need to find you online, yeah. where, where, where are they, they going? You? Yep. Uh, Instagram at blue flash photo. And then our website is blueflashphotography.com. Cool. Those are the best places. Awesome. Uh, and if you don't already, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. It's at upinyourbizpod. Send us some questions. If you want to be on the show, hit us up. Uh, and then, of course, like like I said, leave a comment. Tell us what you thought of this one. And uh, we'll see you all next week. See you.